the great John Bosco, St. John Bosco, had the Lord would reveal to him prophecies and dreams. And he had one dream in which he saw the church as a ship that was on the sea. And the sea was all turbulent all around the, 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 this, little sh this big ship. And there were other ships that were attacking the ship of the church. And the, he saw the Pope at the helm of the church, uh, of the ship, and finally the ship was led into port and other ships were, uh, other smaller boats were attached to the ship. And the port had two pillars. And one pillar had the Blessed Mother, and the other pillar had the Eucharist. And as soon as the ship of the church was led between the two pillars, the two ports, all the enemy ships were destroyed, and the church was safe. And it was a vision that he had, I think, of the 20th century of the 21st century of how the church would be persecuted from without, from within, by all kinds of atheistic regimes. And that what is to help us is both the rosary and the Eucharist. Is it any surprise that when Our Lady of Fatima came, that the first visions of Fatima were not actually the Blessed Mother. It, it was actually the angel guardian of Portugal, the angel of peace that appeared to the children. And the first thing that the angel taught the children was belief, worship, and reparation to the Eucharist. The first thing that he taught the children is how to worship the Eucharist. How did the angel worship the Eucharist? And so the, the children would see a chalice with a host suspended above it in the air. And they said the angel would prostrate himself on the ground, completely, head down, prostrate himself on the ground before the Eucharist. And then the angel taught these children these reparation prayers. The first reparation prayer that he taught the children was almost Holy Trinity, I adore you. My God, my God, I love you, the most blessed sacrament. And it's actually a love prayer. But it could also be a reparation prayer for people who don't love God and the Holy Eucharist. The other prayer that the angel taught the children was, oh my God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. And I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. Again, a kind of a love prayer, but a reparation prayer also. And then the third prayer that the angel taught the children was almost Holy Trinity, I adore you. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages and sacrileges committed against him and through the infinite merits of the most sacred heart of Jesus, the immaculate heart of Mary, I beg the conversion of poor sinners. It's a, it's a pleading for the conversion of poor sinners. That was in 1917. 1917, that 
the angel was telling the children, make reparation for the Eucharist because there are sins being committed against the Holy Eucharist. There's, not, there's an indifference against the Holy Eucharist. There's ingratitude against the Holy Eucharist. And so this was the first thing that the angel was instilling, and the angel was prostrate while he was doing it. And that last prayer, he was praying that prayer three times, and the children, what did they do? They went down on the ground, and they were prostrate with the angel. The angel was showing them how to love Jesus and the Holy Eucharist, how to make reparation. Those are prayers that we can pray right after we receive Holy Communion. Not for ourselves, but for others. Sometimes we only think about ourselves. It's only me, it's my world, oh, my problems, my, 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 my. You ever hear that? The false trinity, me, myself, and I. We're so focused on ourselves that we forget there's a whole world out there with problems. Just come into the confessional with me. If I, all people have problems, all people have issues. But we need to pray and intercede for one another. How can we do that? Through Holy Communion, through the Eucharist. When we receive Holy Communion, yes, give the Lord your needs, but tell the Lord that you love him. Thank him. Don't just start off on a litany of, oh, Jesus, I need this, 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 and this, and you have to take care of it right now. You have to do what I say in my way. My will be done. Isn't that the way we pray in the Our Father? My kingdom come, my will be done, all about me? No. What we say, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. That's why we pray the Our Father. That's why the Our Father is a powerful prayer to pray, to pray from your heart, not your lips. And so in Holy Communion, first, give thanksgiving for the gift Believe in Holy Communion. If you don't believe, if you don't ask for the gift of faith, you won't have it. You know, one of the reasons for the Eucharistic revival that the bishops are doing in the United States, because there was a Pew survey of people that go to church every Sunday, and only about 30% actually believe in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist. Other people just believe it's a symbol. Just think, that's only the people that are going to Mass. People that are not going to Mass, they don't believe in the Eucharist. For if they believe, they will come to Mass every Sunday. Our churches will be bursting out of the seams. We wouldn't know what to do. We would have to big, big, build bigger churches. We wouldn't be closing churches. We wouldn't be closing schools reason why we're closing churches, well, there's a lot of reasons. Lack of vocations. Financially, you can't keep up with it. I mean, there, there's many reasons. And bishops do not want to close churches. I can tell you that. A bishop does not want to close a church, especially a beautiful church in his diocese. But his hands are tied. What can he do? If people don't believe... At the root of it is faith. If we don't have faith, then we're not going to go to church. We're not going to believe. We're not going to make reparation. We're not going to show Jesus love or gratitude if we don't believe. That is why every time a priest consecrates the Eucharist, 
What does he say or intone right after that? The mystery of faith. Mystery of faith. You hear that? It's a mystery, and it's a mystery of faith. That what you see is bread. What you see is a chalice with wine. I can smell it. I have a great nose. I have a nose like a dog. I can smell people before I see them. You know, like a dog, like, smells you. You have a good smeller, or you have a bad smell. I don't like your smell. That priest can smell it. And so what smells like wine, smells like bread, what feels like bread, feels like the, subs oh, the substance of wine. At the words of the consecration and the power, the epiclesis of the Holy Spirit, a miracle happens at every single mass. It's the mystery of faith. What miracle happens at Mass? That bread becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. The wine becomes the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And Christ comes to us in the forms of bread and wine. God cannot get closer to us than in the Holy Eucharist. You know, have you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior in your heart? And you should say, I not only receive him in my heart, I receive him in my mouth and in my stomach. I eat Jesus. Think about that. You, people could say, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? And you just say, I ate lamb for breakfast. So I tell people, I ate lamb for breakfast. I ate the lamb of God for breakfast. And I drank his blood. You drank blood? Oh, yeah, I drank blood this morning. You want to drink blood with me? Come on, gothic. Gothic culture. You may think you're a vampire. Come on and drink blood. Because blood gives us life. Blood gives us life. We need life. We need new blood. We need divine blood within us, royal blood, that we have royal blood when we receive the Holy Eucharist, and that means we're a royal child of God. This is the good news about the Eucharist. It all begins with faith. You have to begin with faith. If you have faith, what do you do then? Then you give thanksgiving, you can pray these Fatima prayers, and then make reparation for others. Pray for others who don't have the faith who don't have the love, who don't have the thanksgiving. Pray that their hearts being kindled with the fire of love for Jesus. Now that's the Eucharist. What do we do outside the times of the Eucharist? What prayer can we pray? The rosary, the holy rosary. So when Mary came to Fatima, first the angel gave the Eucharist, and then every month on the 13th of the month, if you look at the Blessed Mother's messages at Fatima, what does she say to the children every single month? Pray the Holy Rosary. She has a consistent message. Pray the Holy Rosary. Pray the Holy Rosary. Pray the Holy Rosary. The Blessed Mother is like a repeating record. Do you ever, you ever well, people are into vinyl now with records. 
And you ever have a record that used to skip or that skips now? You know, people still listen to records. You ever put on a, re put on a record and watch it skip? It'll repeat the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again. Why is the Blessed Mother like a broken record repeating the same message? Pray the Holy Rosary. Pray the Holy Rosary. Blessed Mother, give us another message. Pray the Holy Rosary. Why don't you give us another message? Pray the Holy Rosary. Why does she keep saying that like a broken record? Because we're not doing it. We are not doing it. She told the children, pray the rosary for peace. Pray for an end to the war. It was World War I. Pray for an end to the war. And we think because the children prayed and they made sacrifices that World War I ended. But she warned, if people do not cease offending God, then a worst War will come, World War II, in which there would be famine, war, all kinds of persecution. And then she said, if you still do not pray, make sacrifice, change your lives, then communism will come, the errors of communism will come that we're still experiencing today. The errors of communism will come, which is atheism, materialism, that, the, that God doesn't exist, the soul doesn't exist, it's all about the here and the now, and will spread its errors throughout the world, persecuting the church and the faithful, which has happened and is still happening, and is still happening. We're still kind of in these Fatima messages today, meaning it has not ended. The battle is ramping up. You know, Pope Leo's vision in 1884, October 13, 1884, in which he saw that Jesus would give Satan power for a time over the world and the church. People think that that was 100 years. It wasn't 100 years, actually. That was added by a cardinal in the 1940s. It wasn't actually 100 years. People think in that message that Satan picked 100 years or something, or God gave Satan 100 years. It wasn't 100 years. You know how we know it wasn't 100 years? Because are we in the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary? No, since 1884. And if you count 1884 and 1984, it still didn't get better after 1984. It got a little bit better, but it's gotten worse since then. See that? So we're still in this time period of the struggle within the church and souls. And what's going to help us? The Holy Rosary. That's what the Blessed Mother said. Pray the Holy Rosary. So why the Holy Rosary? Because the Holy Rosary is a meditation on the life of Jesus, on his joys, on his childhood, and on how he lived. It's a meditation on his passion, on his sorrows, how did Jesus endure passion and sorrow in this life? And meditation on his glory. And so each one of us goes through that in life. We go through joys. We go through our childhood. We go through ordinary things in life like work, family, like Jesus did. That's why we meditate on the words of Jesus in the gospel, to, to guide us in life.
But then we go through sorrows, we go through pains, we go through tragedies in life, go through unexpected sufferings that happen. And so we meditate on how did Jesus do it? We meditate with the eyes of Mary. But then there's glory in our life. There's times in which we, we feel like we're on a mountain and we're, we're ascending up into heaven, we're rising. And those are the glories in life. Why do we pray with Mary to meditate on Jesus? Why do we pray with Mary? You ever think of that? You know, say, I, I, don't, I don't need Mary. I could just do it myself. I can go to Jesus myself. Well, you're not doing what the apostles did in the Acts of the Apostles. What did the 12, or yeah, they were 11 apostles then. What did the 11 apostles do? Maybe Matthias may have been with them. But what did the apostles do before Pentecost? What did they do? The apostles gathered with the other disciples, other faithful, other women. And who did they also gather with? Who does it say specifically? What woman? Mary, the mother of Jesus. So they gathered together, praying with Mary, the mother of Jesus. They gathered together in like a rosary group. And they were praying. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came down upon them when they were praying. So I always say, if you say, well, you know, why do I need to pray to Mary? Because the apostles prayed with Mary. They were asking Mary to intercede for them, to help them to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And who knows Jesus better than Mary? Jesus chose 30 out of 33 years of his life to live with Mary. Do you think that Mary knows Jesus? Think about it. If you live 30 years with Jesus here on earth, Every single day, when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you see is Jesus. Talk about Eucharistic adoration. Mary was in constant Eucharistic adoration with Jesus. Every single day. And then she followed him for the three years that he was on his mission. She was there beneath the cross. She was there at the resurrection. She was there at the ascension of Jesus. She was there at every moment of Jesus' life. So who knows Jesus better than Mary? If you want to get to know Jesus, then go through Mary. See Jesus with the eyes of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that is why the Blessed Virgin Mary at Fatima asks us to pray the rosary. If everyone in the world, every, let's just say every Catholic, if every Catholic in the world were to pray the rosary, the world will be changed. We would change the world if every single one of us prayed the rosary because Mary would then lead us to Jesus. She would lead us to the sacraments. She would lead us to confession. She would lead us to repentance of life. She would lead us to the Eucharist. She would lead us to make acts of reparation for one another. The world will be transformed if we were just to pray the Holy Eucharist. You know, Father Seraphim Michelenko told me this story that he met an ambassador from Japan one time. And this ambassador from Japan, 
he said, he was saying to Father Seraphim, he said, he said, you Catholics, he said, it's your fault that we're in the mess that we're in. You know, just like the mess of the world, you know, people warring against each other and not getting along. You know, it still exists today. See in Ukraine, you see it in Armenia. And he, say, he said, you're the, you're the ones that are responsible for the mess that we're in in the world. And Father Seraphim was like, what do you mean we're the, we're the ones, we Catholics? And this Japanese ambassador said, because Mary at Fatima came to you to do the first Saturday devotions to make reparation to her Immaculate Heart to pray the rosary, and you didn't do it. And you didn't consecrate yourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's why we're in the mess that we're in. It's not the Japanese that are at fault, because we're not Christians. Most of them are not Christians. It's us in the Western world, we're at fault. And you know what? That Japanese ambassador is right. Japan's not to blame. They're not responsible because they haven't received the fullness of, of Christianity yet. So they're not to blame. No, we are. We are in the Western world that have been given Christianity, that have been born with Christianity. We're the ones responsible. And so why do we do this seven days of Eucharistic adoration, of praying the rosary around the clock, reparation? It's so that we, we can at least lift up our hearts and our hands to heaven, so that we can pray for ourselves and we can pray for the world. We can pray in reparation for all the sins committed against the Holy Eucharist. If there were sins committed against the Holy Eucharist in 1917, it's much worse now in 2023. It's much worse. It's much worse. The lack of faith is much worse than it ever has been. But by your little acts of love, little prayers, little reparation, and you say, Father, what can I do? I'm little. That's all God expects of us. He's just giving little prayers, little acts of reparation. And Jesus loves us when he comes to us in Holy Communion. Do you realize that Jesus in Holy Communion can come to us in different forms, like he does in the Holy Rosary? So in the Holy Rosary, we meditate you know, on the little infant Jesus sometimes, and the womb of Mary, or he's a little child. And in the Eucharist, he can come to us as a child. How do we know that? That's how he came to St. Faustina. Sometimes he would come as a little baby and rest in her arms at Holy Communion. And she was just in awe. And Jesus said the reason why he came to her as a child was to teach her simplicity and humility to teach her to be childlike. As he is childlike, as he humbles himself, so we need to humble ourselves before one another. Sometimes Jesus would appear on the cross, bleeding, wounded. And he would teach her the virtues of suffering, of reparation, of God's great love and his great mercy for us, and that we should also give our lives for one another. 
And then sometimes Jesus would appear to her in glory or other saints. Like St. Margaret Mary, where he appeared with a sacred heart burning with love for mankind. And God is teaching us to burn with love for mankind. Don't live for just the things of this world, but there's something greater that God wants to give us. There's a transformation. No matter how much your body keeps decaying, you know, and every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, there's another gray hair. You know, who cares? It's all going to the grave anyway. But God has something greater for us, more beautiful, more magnificent, a transformation that's beyond this world. And we have a foretaste of that in Holy Communion every time we receive Holy Communion. So let us today offer praise, honor, glory, and also reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and thank God for this great gift of the Eucharist. Remember that it is a gift. It is a gift. It is a gift that people in some countries don't have. And that's why they watch us on live stream, because they're under persecution, and they don't have the Eucharist. Or maybe they're not even Catholic, but they just want to worship God. They want to love God in every way. And so maybe they watch us secretly. Or they watch EWTN, or they watch another program online. Because they long for the Eucharist. Always remember it is a gift that is given to you today for you who are here able to receive the Eucharist. It is a gift. It can be taken away from us at any time. But let's pray that it's not taken away from us. So always remember it is a gift. and Give thanksgiving for that gift that God gives you every day in Holy Communion. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.